As we process the enormous impact COVID is having on Boulder, we're interviewing some of those on the front line to better understand the response. Welcome to the Boulderfly podcast, where we interview the people shaping the future in and from Boulder. We're here with Steve Redzikowski, a co-owner of Oak at 14th and Acorn and Brighter in Denver as well. Uh, Steve, we wanted to have you on just because, uh, as we as I'd mentioned, that it seems like you all are are reacting pretty uh, creatively to the challenge we're all facing now with COVID. So, first of all, um, what what are some of the things you you've done in response to um, to the slowdown that's kind of affecting us all, especially the restaurant industry? Um, well, you know. The the big thing was as soon as this kind of came about, we we saw it was happening, you know, in other places, and then mm. we thought it's just a matter of time before it's coming here to Colorado. Yep. And we were thinking, hey, when this does happen, what are we going to do about it, and how are we going to react to this? And you know, my my big thing has always just been, hey, just keep pushing hard, and it doesn't always work, but. I think 90% of the time, if you keep pushing hard and, and you yep. work hard and you push hard and you continue to, to, you know, give it everything you got, yep. good things will come. Mm-hmm. And I thought if this comes here, we're just going to have to do that kind of pivot to the takeout and mm-hmm. how are we going to be able to do it and how are we going to do it well? And, you know, the big thing was, um, you know, try not to reinvent the wheel. Yep. Oak's been, Oak's coming up now on November will be right. 10 years yeah. at Oak's there. Yeah. So we were looking forward to a big 10-year anniversary coming up this November. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of the things that we've always said in Oak was, hey, part of the menu is for experimental and we can play around with it. And part of the menu is for actually giving the guests what they want. And yep. I think that's what a lot of chefs and restaurants don't do all the time is they, they play around too much and they don't give the well, chefs what It's they interesting. Want. That's one of the things like on your, your Instagram feed does a good job of, <laughs> of highlighting some of the stuff you're doing um, and introducing it on, on your menu. How, how many new things are you all coming out with each day or is it, or how frequently I should ask, because it seems like you're, you're, you're having, you're introducing something, some items and in, in some of them, like you were saying, are the staples. Yeah. So we, um, the staples have to be the kale salad. Cause if we, <laughs> you literally pick up, you pick up the phone and, mm-hmm. and literally everyone that says, and they'll, they'll, I'll be like, Hey, you know, this is Steve. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Uh, what can we get started for you? They'll be like, tell me you still have the kale salad. I'm <laughs> like, yes, we do. We have the kale. Yeah. And that's the one item I told the guys we cannot run out of. We can't, we've got to find the, cause you know, the products, the products being shortened right now too, of where you can get things and, and distributors are having problems as well. Totally. But I was like, we got to find kale for this. And, uh, you know, we've kept that on there. But other than that, everything else is, is negotiable to be changed. Everything yeah. else is negotiable to, how to switch often, around. How we often keep, are you all introducing new items? Uh, at least daily. Yeah. Yeah, at least, at least like. daily. Some days we do two items. Some days we've done three. But at least daily we're switching up things. Because, um, you know, luckily for... For Oak in general, we have a ton of really, really amazing um, guests, and yeah. they've supported us now for coming up 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, they, they're limited to where they can eat as well because yeah. a lot of places aren't even offering takeout. So yeah. I told the staff and myself that, hey, we want to 
keep the staples on so that we're there for them and for what they want. We don't want to take those away because we know they like those. But we do want to make sure the menu isn't stagnant because we want the guests to be able to have choices and variety. And totally. I know going to the grocery store is an absolute nightmare right now. Yeah. So we want to try to make it as easy as possible for the guests. And I think if you've seen a lot of the food we've done, it's more of like really comfort food. It's really more of things that guests can relate to. Um, I mean, we put the chicken Parmesan on. We would never put chicken parm on at Oak. And we sell a ton of chicken parm. And it's like, that's the food I want when I go home. That's Everyone's like, oh, what do you make? What do you, what do you, what do you cook when you eat when you get home? And I tell you, like chicken parm is a prime example of what I like and what I eat mm. when I get home. So I'm trying to provide people with a little more of that comfort. Yeah. So I saw you'd done some, one of the things that stood out was the root beer donuts, which looked awesome. I didn't get the chance to, oh, yeah. to try one. But is that something you all do normally? Or is this just kind of, this is giving you the space to tr- to do uh, special one-offs like, like, like donuts? Yeah. So we, we do, we do those. Um, that's on our lunch menu. And it's a, we, we do about 30 donuts a day nor, during normal business hours. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what it is, it's a way for someone to get a sweet or something like a little sweet after their lunch because mm-hmm. people are usually in a hurry for lunch. Yeah. And we put it on there a few years ago, and we would do a donut or a pastry uh-huh. of the day. Yeah. And we line them up all along the chef's counter so that you could see them when they come in. And when this you know shutdown first happened we i I said let's scratch that because you know we can't display them anymore yeah and we got so many requests (laughs) from the guests to uh where are the donuts when are the donuts coming back where are the donuts so i was like well this is what they want let's give them what they want yeah and we put the donuts on and we run them once a week now um Uh or we'll run them twice a week we'll see yeah um but at least once a week we'll do a pastry Mm. and within a half hour you put it out on social media yep and within a half hour, literally, I press send, and I'm, I'm there in the morning opening up, and I literally press send, and the phone just starts ringing. And I pick up the phone, awesome. and very first thing is, hey, can we reserve some donuts? Can we reserve yeah. some pastry? Can we reserve? And I mean, so, so it's taken us a few years to do that, but we've, uh, we've definitely got a following behind whatever the pastry is of the day. <laughs> well, it seems like you have a pretty strong following in general, which goes to the next question. It seems like, I mean, every business is being impacted, but... Talk a little bit about maybe how how you've had to adapt. Like, are you all have you had to fur- furlough some staff, or or what's 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 the the volume been looking like? Like, what what have you what's been the impact? Yeah, so um, you know, fortunately, we we, we hit it hard quick, and we we said we're going to react to this and not sit there. And mm. a lot of I don't know, I, I think a lot of people sat back and they said, well, what's the government going to do for us? And where's our help? And where's our relief? And I, right from the beginning, I said to Brian, I was like, Brian, let's pretend like nobody's helping us. Let's pretend like nothing. Cohen or Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Let's pretend like we're on our own because that, you know, we really are. And I was like, let's just push hard. And if something happens, it seems comes comes to to light from the government. Great. That's that's a, a win, but, but let's pretend like that's not even an option. And, we just pushed really hard right out of the gate to say we want to provide this type of type of meal, type of service. And that's the thing with Oak is, is from day one, we've always tried to push and try to keep that place relevant. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know if we do pop-ups there still. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. We, we do, yeah. And we, we just try to – because we're like, hey, we're coming up on 10 years and a lot of restaurants – We'll say, well, we've been here for five years. We've been here for eight years, ten years. You know, we, we've already we've built our clientele. That's it. 
I, I don't believe in that. You have to stay relevant. Well, you have to stay on the top of your game. It's interesting when you eat there. I've been there a few times. It's like it does feel fresh when you walk in, and and I guess that there's a lot of <laughs> elements that go into that feeling, um, but it, it comes through, uh, I guess, in a variety of ways. And it sounds like you are consciously thinking of that. Definitely, every every year, it's like, hey, what are we going to do this year to stay relevant? Because yeah. there's so many great places and new restaurants coming around. We want to. We want to compete and we want to, you so know, we, we don't want to be taken it over. It sounds like you're saying like, you know, you, you all were, were reacted quickly, acted quickly and been able to, sounds like what you're saying is like kind of held the line. Um, as far yeah, as Yeah. I mean, the you know, we're definitely nowhere near what we were doing when we were fully open because, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a full working machine. But um, for right now, I mean, honestly, weekends, we are getting, there's four of us on the line. We've we've kept every one of our managers in place. Yep. Every one of our managers has gotten two full payrolls. We haven't had to decrease any of their salaries at all. Yeah. And we have been working our butts off. We've been working, you know, 14 hours a day. Um, we we were closed just Monday, but we're actually going to start closing Monday, Tuesday, and open uh, Wednesday through Sunday because we want to make sure that we're giving our team a rest because it is just the four of us in the kitchen and two in the front mm. and we're just grinding out, you know, lunch and dinner, which is, which is great and fun. We're, you know, we're getting it done, but I just want to make sure we're watching out for, for everybody's best interest as well. So you mentioned that, um, that you all have been trying some things and like, you know, seeing what works and what doesn't in this time. What, what's, what's been some of the things you've tried that that's really working? Well, you know, like we mentioned before, uh, chicken, chicken parm. I mean, that, that doesn't really <laughs> seem to fit on the, the Oak menu too much. I guess, I don't know. We, we play around with a lot of stuff at Oak. It's a very kind of, it's a, the menu moves around a lot. Yeah. Um, but like something like that, you know, you, you, you think when you think chicken parm to me, I don't think sexy. I think yeah. like comfort and delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I was like, I was kind of like, well, I, I wonder if this is going to actually move and it, it flies out of here. It absolutely flies. And then the same thing with, We've been working a lot with river bear meats. Um, they got us in two full sides of, of pig, and we broke them down. Mm. And um, it, the pig is freaking in, insane that these guys have. Mm. We broke them down. We did these monster pork chops that served two guests out of them and rendered the, the, the fat back on them and made chicharrones out of those and then grilled the actual pork chop. And I was like, I don't know how these are going to sell. And they just they sold out like super, super fast. We were gone. And... And it just kind of shows me that we, through the years, I think, have built a trust with our guests that, hey, we're not going to put something out there or we're not going to give you something that, that we are not proud of or we didn't test first and we didn't try. Um, so I, I think we built that, that trust with them. We can be a little more experimental at the same time. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of kind of been a, that, a really nice thing to see. That longevity and, like, like you mentioned, that, that trust is kind of earned every day. <laughs> um, so- Definitely what 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 lessons or insights have you <laughs> could you offer i guess they're kind of baked throughout this conversation uh for you know so your restaurant colleagues in in boulder in particular and, and maybe even some retailers too what what have you learned that that's you know the million little things you're you're trying to balance and and test and and lean into the cuz it sounds like you are you're you're hanging in there yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we uh, you know, we're not out of the woods yet. And I think the hardest part is coming up, which no one 
has talked about yet, but I think the hardest part isn't even a, even even here yet. Yeah. Um, but I just think you know, kind of look at well, look at what you're serving. Go there. What 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 do you mean? Yeah. The hardest part specifically. Well, I just think right now isn't the hardest part. I think I think what's going to happen, in my opinion, yeah. is restaurants are going to get this funding. They're going to reopen. Yeah. But when they reopen. I think there's going to be a lot of rules. There's going to be, you're not allowed to seat as many as you have been seating. The occupancy uh, is going to change. Uh, but what's not going to change is people eventually are going to get back to wanting what they want. They're going to eventually want full service. They're going to eventually want um, a diverse menu. And you, you're you not going to be able to, in my opinion, bring back as many staff members as you had before. Uh-huh. And yep you're still going to have to pay that exact same rent because yep. landlords aren't, we, we've seen landlords aren't tearing up leases. Mm-hmm. All they're doing is taking the rent and deferring it into the next four or five, six yeah. years. So you're still going <laughs> to have to pay really that. That doesn't really help guys. <laughs> yeah. And that, that doesn't help at all because it helps in the if, short term, but still, yeah. I mean, it, it really, it's going to hurt restaurants mm-hmm. later on. So restaurants mm-hmm. are going to reopen. Are, are you all and in my facing opinion, that like you've had abatements? I'm sorry. Have you had that with your lease, for example? We we're we're seeing that's the that's kind of yeah. the language being used right now is yeah. that's what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. And 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 restaurant owners out there know every year a lease goes up a certain percent anyway. Yeah. Um, you sign a lease and every year it goes up, you know, three four percent. So you're kind of taking it on the chin every year. So that's why food pricing goes up. But you're gonna you're gonna reopen. And you're gonna have this you know, package to, to reopen and help to reopen and places are going to reopen, I think more than not. And in three, four, five, six months from now, mm. that's, I think we're going to see major closing because yeah. you, you, we're not going to see that, that same return guest as we saw before yeah. to fill the, we can't, we probably won't be able to fill the restaurants. And even yeah. if we can, I think people are going to be scared to come into like, would you want to come into Oak and if there's 95 guests already sat in there? Yeah. No. That's going to take a while to <laughs> get gonna, that scare away. Yeah. It's going to take like a That scare is going to take a while. Yeah. So that, that's what I mean by I mm. think right now there, there is some help coming. But mm. what happens in four months when there's no help coming and now they're like, well, you're back on so your how, again. how are you preparing? What's, what's that's what we're going over right now. Yeah. We're, we're discussing different things. The, the big nugget is we've got to consolidate what we've been doing. We, we have to make sure that, yeah. you know, we had a pretty vast menu. That menu is going to have to be shortened and abbreviated. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have to simplify some of our, our steps day to day because we're not going to be able to do that, those same numbers. Yeah. I mean, so you were I try to explain a... this to our employees. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I try to explain to our employees, like you guys, we get our butts kicked every day and you see that we're busy, but look at what it takes for us to break even here. Look what yeah. it takes for us to earn a dollar. We need to make yeah. over this amount to make a dollar. Yeah. Well, when we reopen, that's hard to do before this virus started. Yeah. How hard is it going to be to do after? So, so I think so that you're going to have to, it sounds like you're going to have to and smartly kind of looking, being conservative a little bit and also kind of predict where things are headed how to re-engineer what you're doing to stay profitable. Exactly. You're going to have to think a little bit more than we were already doing and, and say, Hey, like it it was, it was so hard to make a buck before it's really hard to make a buck now. So what are we going to have to do? And you can only charge so much for food. Everyone, 
I don't know if you've seen menus all over. Everybody has jacked up prices in the last year or two anyway. And you're just looking at your menu. (laughs) It's hard to eat out now. Um, And that's the only way to, to, to make the money because, you know, the minimum wage, when they, when they, bumped up the front of the house minimum wage. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the damage that did to restaurants. It was tremendous. Oh, wow. And now yeah. this is coming. This is another hurdle, but you're yeah. just going to have to grind away. Owners are going to have to roll up their sleeves. If, if they're, I, in my opinion, if owners weren't active and didn't roll up their sleeves and get into the trenches every yeah. day before, yeah. and they're not going to do it now, they're never going to survive. You can't be a hands-off owner anymore. You yeah, can't. It seems like in, in the the you know, the way what you're doing, and it's like watching everything really care, carefully and and acting quickly. I think that's like the textbook. <laughs> what every every business person that is saying, "Hey, act quickly and and try to try to watch everything carefully, cut expenses as much as you can, all that." So you were you um you were talking about some of the advice you would give some of your colleagues. I'm sorry, we were talking about. Oh, I'd said, can you share some some advice or learnings you've had since you know, kind of making this work so far? Even though, like you mentioned, we're sure. just at the at the point of this. We're we're not. Yeah. I mean, you know, kind of like we mentioned earlier. You know, give give the guests kind of what they want right now. It's not. Yep. It's not about. At this point, it's not about you trying to get a front page of a magazine or a great review or to make a top list or something. It's give the people what they want. Um, and, and what they want, in my opinion, this could be wrong, but in my opinion is they they want to, they want comfort. They want, you know, relatable meals. They want meals that they can relate to that they can, you know, go home and they can easily, you know, reprepare, execute. Or, I mean, I, I think a good example is we, um, we made, we made a ton of chocolate chip cookie dough. Yeah. And then we made a ton of oatmeal raisin cookie dough. Yeah. And, you know, my sous chefs were like, are we going to bake those and make cookies for them? I was like, no. I said, because, you know, I think we give them the cookie dough and they can bake them when they want. Yeah. They can either keep it in the fridge and take a little bit at a time or use yeah. it when they want. And also, too, people are, I said, people have a lot of free time right now. So yeah. I think it would be fun for them to go home and bake it. And what we did is we put on our website. Um, how to how to bake it. There's full instructions on how to bake the cookie dough. Nice. And we sold so much cookie dough. Holy moly! Like we've made probably I don't know five six batches already. Hmm. And I think it's something to think of. Hey, think of a guest. What would they want to do? You know, I mean, you can go anywhere and really you know pick up a package of cookies. But can you make that experience with you know families where they can go home and they can bake together and it's kind of a bonding experience they can have together. Yeah. You know, put yourself in their shoes and what you think they would want. Hmm. That's great. I think that's, and, a, that's a really good insight there. Of and they, they they display some of the creativity <clears throat> that goes into kind of some of what you have been doing. It looks like finding some success there. Uh, what's since you operate some some restaurants in Denver? This will be the last question. Um, yeah. What are you seeing the difference, if if any, between what's hap- the hit in Denver or the effect in Denver versus versus Boulder. Yeah. I mean, um, that's, yeah, that's kind of a tricky one. I think, you know, when we, well, when we first had Oak, we had people coming up from Denver to come eat at Oak yeah. and we, we saw a ton of people come up from Denver. Yeah. Then when we opened up Acorn, we saw less people because they, they had, yep. you know, their own yeah, in their neighborhood right there. Yeah. But 
I think what we're seeing now is that Oak, because it's been there for a little while, and also, too, because of its situation where it's located, yeah, there's a central. lot more community, I think, here, yeah. in, in my opinion, a lot more, I shouldn't say community, but there's, a, there's just, it's a lot more consolidated of an area. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's more of an advantage more intimate, that I would guess. the yeah. guests can come. Yeah, that's a good word. More, more intimate, kind of consolidated. We have more of an advantage to get those guests to come see us, mm-hmm. and we've been able to build those relationships with them. Yep. As opposed to Denver, it's it's a little more sprawled out and a little more spaced. Yep. And there's so many options there. And, you know, people people want to take care of, you know, they want to take care of the restaurants. But there's so many restaurants there that I think there's there's more restaurants, That's you know, th- than people are willing to go sense. visit multiple like times. The, the, there's, a, there's a hometown feel <laughs> here yeah. that's harder to get in a bigger a bigger city. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly what it is. That that's uh, that's you you put it best. That's huh. that's how it is, in my opinion. But people would argue that hey, well, we have our own uh, clientele and our own guests down there. I totally agree, and they they absolutely do, and they've they've spent a lot of time getting their own clientele down there to to trust them. Yeah. But it's just it's there's so many different. more options down there, and it's so spread out that yeah. I just think here in Boulder, it's a little bit more of a tighter. Yeah. kind of layout that it makes it easier for them to come see us more often. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say the, the, your, your cocktails on your, um, on your Instagram, uh, I forget the flavors, but they looked awesome. How are, how, how, how are the sales of those? <laughs> I imagine been, pretty good. They've been terrific. <laughs> yeah. they, they have, they've been, yeah. the day we were able to do that and we launched that, they just flew out of the shelf. I mean, it, it, you know, and I, I take a couple home time to time and I just pour them over ice and cause I'm, I'm, you know, two reasons. One, I want to have one, but yeah. another one is I want to check the quality too. Yeah. And, um, it's, it, it's, I, I said this to our bar manager, I was like, this is exactly like as if you were making it here. And he's like, well, that's the idea. So wow. there's no big change with it except for you don't get that, you know, you don't get that one-on-one hospitality. Totally. Um, but that's that's the big thing is we want to make sure that you're taking something home and it's it's pretty close to what you're going to have at the restaurant. Mm. Of course, it's going to change a little bit because of the travel. But, you know, that's the idea is, hey, you're still having the, the experience with us. Mm-hmm. Well, I think me and my wife might have to come down for at least the cocktail, if not more. Um, Please do. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time, Steve. This was this was really insightful and I feel like it will, will help the audience kind of understand how 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 some people are responding and, and kind of making a go of it because we're hearing a lot of it's a lot of fear and there's uncertainty there's a lot of challenge right now so thank you for taking the time and uh we'll keep tracking what you're doing so definitely i appreciate that thanks so much you're welcome